Randall here from Tax on the Financial Defensive Earbuds. Welcome, folks, to the Wonder Years. For all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs, I'm Sarah, and I finally got to say rereading first again this nice. time. <laughs> um, I'm Blair, and I'm back. So, hello. But also. I'm, yeah, I'm Seda, and I'm still here. Just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sticking around. Welcome. The old, the old, the new, and I've been here all along. <laughs> Welcome to season two of the Wonder Years. Welcome to season two, three, maybe. I don't know. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Maybe three. Well, we are. I think. I. I think it's like. I think it's season. I think it would be season two because like Seda came on for like a two parter at the end of season one, sure. and then like the audience response to, to them was so good that they that we were like, yeah, let's keep them on full oh, time. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a holiday special. I, I was absolutely supposed to die at the end of the last episode. <laughs> Uh, we did some yeah. major rewrites. Yeah, really last minute. <laughs> so, so how you been, Blair? What's up? Good. Um, graduated. I talked about this on Fear Baiting, but I guess I'll rehash my bullshit here. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm graduated. Um, so no more school. Um, I'm gay online, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's basically it. Um, I'm really excited to talk about... Gay animorphs. Oh my god, this <laughs> Gay animorphs. So gay. Gay. <laughs> gay animorphs and the most powerful enemy the animorphs have had to yet face. Oh my god. Online. So cool. <laughs> Such a cool antagonist or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have to no, say like... Yeah, no, that, that, that antagonist is fucking incredible, but I do... Very much just like that they had to fight online this episode. <laughs> yeah. They fought, they, fought Bill, they fought Bill Gates. <laughs> they super did. And... I would like to ask a question about the name, which is, do you think... Okay, so the name of this tech billionaire that we'll meet in this book was, like, Fenister or something like that? I don't know how you'd pronounce it. It was, like, Joe Bob Fenister. Yeah, yeah. do you think I'm stretching the hardest ever to say that maybe that's a play on defenestration, as in being thrown out a window, and it's a Windows joke? (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, because my thought was his last name kind of looks, if you squint, it looks a little bit like the word fence, which is kind of similar to a gate. Oh, <laughs> I think that's a way, much more logical way to go about it. Mine probably I like too I like steps. Seda's better. <laughs> I, I like, like yours better, better, though, Seda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I call him Mr. Defenestrator several times in my notes. <laughs> I just thought that was really great. God, you... <laughs> There's a uh, lot I'm of just, the I have to, like, posed. I was so, okay, I enjoyed the show for what it was. I'm not going to lie and say it wasn't, like, a beautiful relief to start reading the books again. <laughs> <laughs> I I reached the end of this book and I was like, okay, can I read the next one yet? Yeah, I, like, I wrote down a couple of quotes even because I was like, oh, shit, there's good writing in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, um. <laughs> Which I was uh, like, uh, whoa. I gotta access my notes. The way I do my notes is because I do it on the I, I do it on e-reader and I do it while I'm on my phone. So I just like I'll highlight something and then I'll put a note in for that quote line thing. Yeah. And then I always read it on the same day, so I've got the plot in my head because I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how that mm-hmm. works. Yeah, I read it at like seven this morning after not having slept. So it's kind of like the same day, but kind of not the same day. Sure. Um, <laughs> I slept until one p.m. today. So this is about. Um, noon for me right now. Yeah, I woke just, up at one and then went 
No, this is too early. I went back to sleep for another hour and a half. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was I. So just to like just to like set the stage, this this book is opens with an opening paragraph I've seen before. Someone like making like f- like casual fun of animorphs, where it's like Jake is like. My name is Jake. Also, here's my screen name, which is Beeball24. Beeball24. Okay, now the thing is, the thing is that he says his name is Beeball24 because he likes basketball, as has been confirmed, but he's also scored 24 points in a game before, which is fucking ridiculous. For someone who can't make the fucking JV team? Like, what? What kind of... Is, like, everyone else in that school Michael fucking Jordan? 24 points in a game? Like, are you shitting me? That's so many points. I honestly... thought it was not Shaquille. a lot of points so that's no, no, no. good for that's an, good for context <laughs> for an individual <laughs> person like, to oh, score like, for context like um shaquille o'neal scored about maybe 40 games in his lifetime where he had over 30 points hmm okay well jake is a very special boy he sure is when he's not distracted by war um <laughs> I did look up B-Ball 24 on a couple of online sites just to see what sort of content was there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Twitter account that joined in 2011, has not tweeted, but my new theory is that Dave Franca is Jake's actual name because that is the name on the account. Mm-hmm. And there's a Tumblr with this name that's like a friend quote blog, like, hey, quotes of me and my friends just having a wacky good time, which does mention a Marco but is not a role-play blog, as okay. far as I can tell, because the third person also coincidentally has a name that is a character in an Animorphs book, but they are a cop in one episode. So I'm fairly certain it's just a weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to believe that both of these accounts are actually run by Jake IRL. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the... the Great. That's his last name, actually. His Jake last name is IRL. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So y'all want to talk about the cover for a little bit? Um, before we get into like the actual morph sequence, like I very much like like the weird clone stamp tool cloud skate that this is all taking place in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me pop this switch open. I'll uh, grab. I'll drop a link into the into the chat. Yes, I I was immediately very very happy. With the cover, like like I said, this all felt like a homecoming for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. Very immediately pleased with the cover because, um, as we all know, the third the third image in one of these morph sequences is always the strongest. Mm-hmm. And this one looks like kind of a fleshy rhino wearing a toupee, and it's beautiful. And it makes oh, me it so really happy. It looks like I d- it looks like a rhino I d- trying to dress up as a school principal for, like, a... To, 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 as a joke. Right, yeah. For Jake's. I like the... F- the fourth one is good because, like, it, to me it looks like a baby rhinoceros, like, wearing kind of like a tattered t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fourth one also seems to be sec- wearing some sec- sort of toupee situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, the second the second one is very much just Jake with a giant nose and a hunchback. He's trying his best. He sure is, at all times. <laughs> Oh, Jake. I think one of my favorite things about this cover is how perfectly they chose the kid's face so that his expression doesn't really have to change as he turns into Rhino. Mm-hmm. His mouth just gets wider. Yes. <laughs> um, I God. do have a question about the tagline. <laughs> 
Sure. It's, it's, Which it's, is what? <laughs> go ahead. It says, now it'll take more than the truth to set you free. What does that mean? <laughs> In the context of mean? <laughs> anything. Say that. Say that. When we started the show, I would do a thing at the end of the episode where I would like tell Blair the tagline from the next week. And we, I stopped doing that because he never got it because it never related. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they did pretty good the first like couple. You know. Mm. Um, well, let's let's take a look at the cover for like the second one. I believe that's the stranger. Y- yeah, I mean, sometimes I, it would be like, like you could see the logical connection there. You know. Yeah, I ostensibly think this one is trying to make a joke about how like there's going to be capturing happened happening. In but when world. is there not? And they'll they'll have to get set free, but. Seda, I need to tell you, the tagline for book two, The Visitor, no one knows who they are. That's it. I mean, that's f- that's way better sl- than now it'll but take... Yes, but you could... S- now it'll... T- yeah. I'm just saying you can... S- these title, these these taglines are 100% interchangeable. I well, still... I'm still with Seda on this one. <laughs> Be- third. Because, okay, it is factual that no one will know who they are or whatever, but... Now you could put that on like a like a t-shirt. No, now it'll take more than the truth to set you free. Like you could you walk around the mall and you'll see at least two people wearing that on a shirt, you know? Uh-huh. Would Ca- would Caplegate sue us if we did that? <laughs> I doubt that Caplegate wrote these taglines. <laughs> and I don't How think litigious. that Caplegate's ghostwriters wrote these taglines. I think that's purely just a scholastic <laughs> endeavor mm-hmm. i can't imagine caplegate is super litigious because there are multiple like powered by the apocalypse games about animorphs which i'm hello dying to play huh? yeah H- hello <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> excuse you me you didn't know this sorry Geralt is here <laughs> hello Geralt. never thought to forget you didn't know about this no i'm okay hold I think, on i think hold it's a pbta phone. system um the wonder it couple... might it might be bla- it might be blades in the dark the wonder Wor- no Yerks? definitely not offshoot podcast where we play a tabletop role-playing game but as like our animorphs ocs hello a hundred percent yes (laughs) i believe last episode i expressed an interest in doing that for at least like running a game um for at least some sort of special bonus type thing Mm -hmm. i'm doing lots of nodding (laughs) (laughs) okay well I'm sticking that on the corkboard and I'm putting a pin in it because it's a good idea. But we should talk about the book we read this week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a running current, as as Sarah sort of mentioned, this is a a book where the plot is online (laughs) and they do internet. So right off the bat, we're like getting Jake monologuing about his dial-up internet, which is just so good. There's so, so many like details where he's just like, I get blur to blur speed, but it's better than my old blur to blur speed, which is like, and it's just pure 1998 numbers. And then also he opens his email and <laughs> one of his emails is a chain letter, which <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, I miss it. You know, I do like, I do wonder which of his friends, like, do y'all have any opinions on which Animorph would care the most about not violating the sanctity of chain letters. Mm. Marco. Cassie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Two strong choices. 
I think I think Cassie is probably Marco a bit Fo- too I think pragmatic. Marco- yeah. I, I don't know. Like, uh, Axe. Axe. <laughs> oh, Axe. Okay, Axe, yes, absolutely. But that's because he I, doesn't know any better. Prince Jake, yeah. Prince Jake, this Nigerian prince has told, this this other Nigerian prince has told me that he needs a lot of our, our, our Earth dollars. <laughs> More Prince Jake, I've been told if I don't forward this email to seven people, I'm going to get murdered in my sleep by a girl with a very scary history. <laughs> <laughs> Also, he gets a conspiracy theory spam email, which oh, makes yeah. me happy. I just, you just don't get I mean, emails the best like email that get, these days. The best email that he gets is from like, what, is it, it was like Cassie44 at it's fuckmail.com? It's a quote unquote prank from Marco, quote unquote, as Cassie, where he talks about how hunky and in love, like how hunky Jake is and how in love he is with him. But it's, you know, it's a fucking prank pranked you bro i'm cassie and that's these are these are cassie's opinions that i'm expressing to you fucking got him marco and J- jake does very much respond uh and since we i my, my first duty is to my best friend marco i cannot date a girl until he gets a girl and since we know that's never going to happen i guess we'll never get together sign jake they're so marco and in love I, marco has the biggest crush on Jake ever, and Jake is just an idiot. He's a bisexual yep. moron. Like he, <laughs> he has, he probably has some. He's like, oh, I have like, I have like crush feelings towards Marco, but he's definitely not into me because you know he's such a masculine man and just like doesn't is totally no homo all the time. So he must be right. But the thing is, they're both very dumb and very very gay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Oh. And then the next chapter opens up with an even bigger banger of like complete heterosexuality slippage. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, they. So Be- Jake is googling around and just well, probably not googling in 1998. Search engine. Jeeves. Jeeves. Yes. He asks Jeeves Yerk, and Jeeves says yes, there is one Yerk website. <clears throat> uh, and then they all gather at Marco's house to look at Yerk website. <laughs> yep, and Axe is in, quote, his disturbingly attractive human morph. <laughs> He's disturbingly attractive. <sighs> oh. Jake. Oh, Jake. Jake Beth. <laughs> oh, Jake. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, just... no. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's, it's so good. He has no <laughs> idea. So he just happy. doesn't know. He just, just doesn't know anything. Oh my god. He, oh, it's completely normal to find all your male friends extremely attractive. Yep. Totally, totally it's, natural. It's really funny to think about that in the context of this book that has a lot of explicit discussion about Jake relying on Cassie to sort of read people and mm-hmm. to understand the emotional side of things rather than the pragmatic side of things. Mm -hmm. And I just picture that conversation of Cassie just gently being like, hey, (laughs) hey, Jake, do you know this fact about yourself? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) shit. Things make a lot more sense. Thanks, Cass. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) He didn't know he's so dumb. He's the dumbest boy alive. Oh, second to, like, second to Marco. Second to Marco. Who's just so dumb. <laughs> mm. Oh, I love them. 
Yeah. It's good to be back. <laughs> oh. We we keep getting these weird little tech details. I guess it's very similar into how she writes during the morphing. Like she drops in like instead of just being like my eyes turned into different eyes she'll be like my eyes turned into this specific type of eyes and started filtering light in this very specific way because that's how animals work she does the same thing with computer Mm -hmm. where she's like okay we have to log on to this website but we have to protect it in certain ways because of this certain way that computer works (laughs) and like just dropping words like cookies and shit and it's like okay sure but also, do we need to know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so... It's like, Caplegate is like, way. I did a lot of fucking online research for this bullshit, so you're gonna get all of it. Literally, yeah. Which and is a mood. You, like, it very much is. <laughs> I love that we basically get, like, a speak English techie rant from Cassie, because they're like, we have to disable cookies and cassie's like disable cookies (laughs) and they're like yeah cookie is a thing that stores information and she's like talk you tech people always want to alienate us normal people just speak english cassie's (laughs) a geek phone well cassie is a horse girl (laughs) she sure is i'm resigning myself to the fact that though cassie is canonically a star wars fan in the tv shows She's probably not in the books. Because mm. she mm-hmm. doesn't she doesn't like tech. <laughs> well, I feel like you could be a Star Wars fan and still not understand how computers work. Which is to say that's myself. That's certainly true. Yeah. I guess that's kind of how I do. <laughs> she just seems like she'd be like, oh, all these ships in space. I hate it. Let me go read about an elf. <laughs> yeah. The elf's deep connection with a horse. <laughs> Oh my god, she cries about Lord of the Rings all the time, absolutely. 24 Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Cassandra. <laughs> oh, Cassandra. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're browsing around this Yerk website. And there's, um, and... there's, like, surprisingly accurate information about Yerks and, like, other mm-hmm. aliens that are, like, extant, like, hork and... Um, there's drawings and stuff and axes all like, oh, this is this alien that I recognize, or at least looks kind of like it. And they're like, that seems legit. Um, but it's, it's definitely, uh, they say as most of the online stuff is, it's a mixture of like legitimate stuff and, uh, questionable stuff, you know? Yeah. Like seem things that are straight up falsehoods and otherwise. I think it's really interesting though, because this is, this, if, it feels, as someone who's done uh, a little bit of casual research into, like, the UFO community and, like, people who, like, do, like, Roswell stuff, um, mm. this feels very familiar to me. <laughs> oh, totally. I can just picture this website perfectly in my mind. Like, it's just straight up an angel fire. Like, mm-hmm. one of the links you click and it just brings you to a, a, a gif of a, like, guy in a hard hat digging Mm-hmm. into the website and mm-hmm. it's like under construction <laughs> yep 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 um so then they join uh a chat room um which has some interesting rules that i did not realize were like things back in the day um I which is to remember say vaguely some of this like i wasn't like super online in 1998 but i was sort of like 
I, w- I would get on sometimes because I was like seven, right? Mm-hmm. So some of this was familiar to me, but some of it was like, oh, this isn't how it works anymore. <laughs> and yeah. also I think some of it is just fake, but it's hard to like divorce the this was 20 years ago from this is a fiction book. Right. Because the, the, the law of the land evidently is that you can only use 10 words at a time in your messages. And About 10 words. Yeah, I think so that would have straight up just kept me from being online at all because I am so verbose and just insufferable about it. Uh, it's so, also, yeah, absolutely same. <laughs> it's also tied to your web provider. Um, it isn't just like, you make an email and then you sign up. It's very much like through your IP, you have to have, that's how you join like a chat room, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they're so worried about like securing their identity. Right. If they hop in this chat room and their thing, it could just like pull up probably pretty much their home address. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, which is not quite the same. Um, and this chat room that they come into that's talking, that's like an anti yerk chat room breaks my heart a lot Mm -hmm. because it's like some of it's funny and some of it's silly but it contains a pretty high ratio of kids talking sadly about how their parents are being mind controlled and they're worried about it it's rough because the one kid who they focus on talking about that stuff um his handle is gum (laughs) (laughs) oh it's I just, like, every time they said it, like, my brain just, like, shouted, Gum. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's... So we've got, we've got, we've got Year Killer 9, Go Vikes, Chaz, Year Cater, Gump, uh, CKD Sweet, uh, Meg Mom, and Fighty Triple Seven. And Carlito. Oh, yes, and Carlito, thank you. <laughs> So the big players here are Gump and Fighty, right? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- I just, there's a couple of good lines in this chapter that I very much like. Um, first of all, Axe's implication that a phone is more technologically advanced than a computer I was very good to me. I loved this. I love that so much. He also ca- like offhand mentions that he d- thinks it doesn't make sense that books came first, which just gives me so many like delighted questions about like Like, what are we doing wrong with books or i I, yeah i mean fair but i'm thinking like andalite technology and how it developed like i wonder if it's like organic technology like it doesn't seem to be but i can't imagine the way that you make a computer before a book Mm -hmm. i guess it's really offhand but i love to think about it yeah no it's cool it's cool um it's it's I it's fun because it's one of those things that uh, so sometimes Caplegate does anthropomorphize uh, her aliens a bit too much for my liking, but it's something like that. It's like I don't even know how to fathom something like that, which feels so delightfully alien, you know? Absolutely, yeah. There's also a very good line where um, Marco, the, the, the quote is explicitly, I, I already win every game, Marco lied, because Axe hacks his computer to make it so he can't lose games anymore. Yeah. And then Axe calls him out for his shit KD ratio. <laughs> I love that it, because because Jake's the narrator, it means that he's taking the time to editorialize Marco's comments. To be, Marco's yeah. like, I already win. And Jake's like, he's lying. So <laughs> just let you know straight off the bat about that. Oh, he's, <laughs> I love them. 
I love them. I just love them. And they love each other is the thing. It, they sure do. Uh, it's so, I love, gr- <laughs> I was just going to say the most vague, vague thing ever, but I love groups of people. <laughs> <laughs> like Sam, though. <laughs> worm though like (laughs) in a way like you know I could get into it and say that I'm always chasing found family stories but when it comes down to it I just really do love groups of people (laughs) oh Oh, god Um, so they 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 come they they come to the conclusion of this plan rather quickly. If I'm being if I'm being honest, I was kind of surprised at how like I this is one of the books that I remember reading as a kid. I just I feel like there was a bigger gap in between finding out about this and we have to go to the what it's not the World Wide Web. It's um, WWEA. I think it's supposed to be uh, the Web Web Access America. Yeah, it's it's AOL, but different, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, they're like, we just need to hop on a plane. It's no big deal. And I'm like, all right. Because they essentially, they try to hack. This is when Axe ends up um, fixing Marco's KD ratio forever, is that um, he's trying to hack the information of everyone in the chat room because while some of them they think are probably just weirdos and some of them might actually be controllers, some of them might be real people who are in danger or whatever, but Axe can't hack it because the technology's too old. <laughs> okay, he like, says what that. The fuck is this? He's like, oh, this computer's too rudimentary. I can't make anything happen with it. It, does, it doesn't even have a psychic connection. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, I, I have a theory. It's that he's such a teenager sometimes, and it's so good he's when he's making he is. up most of this stuff. That's my theory, and he just wants oh to seem God. better. Because the, the truth is, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I um, love that Axe is at the bottom of computer class in Andalites, but <laughs> but on Earth. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I can't code because um, I do it in my mind palace, usually. <laughs> it, it's it's it, it's like if you put me in a room of, like, f- like, ten people at age 50. Like, compared to them, I am a fucking genius at, like, JavaScript. But if you put me in a room with anyone else who knows what JavaScript is, I'm worse than them at it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. you unfortunately probably can't get away with saying this computer doesn't even connect direct to my mind. I hate it. You know, okay, not with fifty-year-olds, sixty-year-olds. Sixty? Okay. That that my is very dad's, unkind of sixty-year-olds. My dad is seventy-six and like knows how to use a smartphone and shit. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's maybe it's just maybe it's just my family who is horrendously tech unsavvy. Yeah, that's fair. Mm, so my um my dad was driving my grandma around today. And she's, like, pushing 90. And she, he had to explain to her what GPS was because she was like, oh, is there a small little woman in your phone? Like, that's actually talking to you. Not, like, physically, but, like, is there, like, an actual woman who's reading these directions off to you? And I was like, oh, she is so old and doesn't know these things. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine how tiring that gig would be, though. <laughs> right. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and it probably doesn't pay very well. It's not. Let's unionize GPS robots. Let's unionize the GPS robots, please. <laughs> oh, Siri does not get paid enough. Hey. No. Um, who of the of the I almost called them the gang of the animorphs. Um, who do you think is the most likely to be a communist? 
Uh, Marco or Cassie? Well, I, Marco would definitely be like join like a socialist meme page, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'd I, go full like praxis about it. Sure, sure. <laughs> I feel like Tobias might get deep in the paint. Mm-hmm. I I feel like absolutely acts like finds out about capitalism. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He does very much in this book go, what's a dollar? Like, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> anti-capitalist queen. <laughs> <laughs> we do stand. We do stand. Uh, <laughs> we stand a legend. Uh, hey, what the fuck? We are thirty minutes into this podcast and uh, four chapters in. I okay. Me and Seda talked about this. This is going to be impossible. I just have to let you know now <laughs> because um, we kind of feed off of each other's energy. Yeah. yeah. I just I need to get better at saying do not. <laughs> Good fucking so, so I'm just going to basically skip three chapters here because the next three chapters, unless you guys have anything that stuck out to you, because the next three chapters are go to airport, poopy diaper, turn into a fly. Someone sees them as the fly and goes, oh, they're half flies, half humans. And then the cops come and nothing, they don't, they're already morphed, so nothing happens. My favorite joke, every time it plane. happens. I like, yeah, it's always good. I do kind of want to just... <laughs> Remember like, when Marco tried to morph a black guy? <laughs> what? Remember when Marco tried to morph a black guy on the show? Oh, he turned into a security guard? Yeah. Yeah. yeah why what not? were you saying, Seda? Uh, I just really do want to highlight the poopy diaper thing. <laughs> oh. Um, because they're like, oh, how will we find the gate? Flies don't got good eyes. And then they're like, well, poop. You, they can find poop. And they're all like, well, how are we going to do it? And then a convenient baby walks. The baby doesn't itself. walk by. Uh, a mom, like a parent walks by with a baby and is like, time to change this baby. And they all just like look at each other and Axe is like, what? What? Yeah. Guys, what? Guys, guys so what? Hey, guys. And then they go and steal this poopy diaper. That's the fucking weirdest thing that's happened in these books. And I think in the past two books, Cassie pooped as a horse to distract some controllers. Like, There's a lot of fecal matter. She did do that, huh? They're weird poop humor. I I honestly hated these chapters because they spent a lot of time in bathrooms and like it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also there is a moment where they're like, we all have to go into different stalls to morph, and Marco's like, I don't know, maybe we should all hang out in the same stall. <laughs> I don't know, just like hang out. I don't know. And Jake's There's a like, couple no, bros. The rules. The rules say no. <laughs> So they fly out, and Marco has an extremely good line where uh, he's like, ooh, don't hurt me with your chakram, Xena. And everyone's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, he's so nerdy. And Marco's just like, and Marco's just like it's, a, it's, what Xena, it's what Xena uses as a weapon, you dumb idiot. He's so nerdy. <laughs> he's so nerdy. He thinks he's so cool, but he's so nerdy. He's Marco cool. and I are extremely kindred spirits because we are always making references that no one around us gets. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also dumb as hell. <laughs> mood um jesus christ so then they get on the plane and it's cool for most of it until um like in most books it has to happen at least once jake almost fucking dies which yeah, is yeah and like horribly like horrendously gets super smushed and then like starts to describe the like peace coming upon him of welcoming death's embrace and it's like buddy oh no oh no i believe my exact note is this sucks i hate to read this i hate to read this thing that sucks (laughs) yep there it is (laughs) 
Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, I do. I have a question for y'all. Yes. Which is, so they get noticed by somebody being like, wow, there's a lot of flies. And I was just wondering, is maximum six flies enough flies that either of you would be like, wow, there's a lot of flies on this plane? On a plane? Yes. yes. Really? 100% on yes. a plane? I don't think is I've that- seen a single fly on a plane in my life. I guess I haven't either, but, like, it wouldn't seem weird to me. Hmm. Like, a fly could go on a plane. Sure. You know, I think Marco actually kind of gets out of the scene scot-free, because the only scene, the only reason that someone actually brings to, att- the, to the flight attendant's attention that there are flies is that Marco is just chomping on some dude Salisbury's steak leftovers. Yeah. yeah. There's also, so... But he did, no, no one no one yells at him for it. No, except I for, mean, they're too... There's one line where, where Jake says, Marco. They're too busy... Trying to make sure that Jake's organs go back inside his body. Yeah. Along with the internet thing, there's a lot of very 90s sentiment around their treatment of airplanes and airports in this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they morph and stuff their clothes in a backpack and hide it? You're just going to hide a loose backpack in an airport? Yeah. Okay. It's pre-9-11. Right, like, exactly. You know, just that's do what whatever. I'm saying. Like, and Jake demorphs in the airplane bathroom and walks off the plane and everyone's just like well didn't see that guy before but i guess he was here um <laughs> yeah with no shoes yeah he yeah he demorphs and then just sits in a chair that does not that he was not like ticketed for uh-huh. um and just is kind of traumatized for a bit but it's casual because it's uh 1998 um, yeah yeah it's and then Jake is like very traumatized for the rest of the book. Yeah, fairly. Oh, he also this like, entire this entire book is just like shitty things happen to Jake. He nearly dies literally three times. Like is it's, on the verge of death three full times within this hundred and sixty or whatever pages. It's so hard to be Jake. It's rough. Wait, wait, wait. What? What are the? What? I okay. So the we'll fly. Get there. <laughs> okay. Um, also, Seda, I feel like you should know. In the original print, like you're reading, a, you're reading a, uh, you're reading like a tablet version or whatever. Yeah. The original print runs of these; these were like hundred page books, if that. Hundred and sixty is way overshooting. Those are megamorphs only. Oh <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. This one's a short one. This was ninety pages. Yeah. Okay, that's legit. Um, at this point, when they leave the airport, they get directions from a nun, which is just a throwaway line that they never mention again, and then get some Taco Bell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I just. Happy. Just and casually, they, they get Taco do... Bell and then they get kicked yeah. out of Taco Bell. Because Axe eats too much hot sauce. <laughs> because Axe is a freak and can't control his freak mouth. Oh, so I would die for him. I will. I will, so I will they, die for him. They make it to the stu- the place where they're like, and this is weird, like, they're giving like a studio lot tour for the WAA. I honestly love a tour group heist. It is like a big thing. <laughs> it's good, don't get me wrong. It's good. It's just like, can you imagine going to like. A, like AOL headquarters and be in, and then be like, here is a tour of all of the servers and everything. Yeah, I feel like it, it should. They're running at like a Universal Studios thing. It could have. It should have maybe been like a group of potential interns or something. Because I don't know if though. I mean, the the internet was relatively new, so maybe <laughs> it's novel, right? Yeah. There's a line about how the uh, Joe Bob Fenister is worth, uh, let's see, 24.9 billion. billion dollars. I'm going to do some quick math, see how much he would be worth today. I just, you got to quickly Sure, uh, while you do that, I actually check. looked up this because I found myself horrified when they were like, he's the second wealthiest man in the world with 24.9 billion dollars. And something inside of me was like, that's not that many mil- billion, like comparatively. 
And so I looked it up, and as of March 2018, the second wealthiest man has more than three times that, oh, which is Bill Gates God. with 90 billion. And even the 10th richest dude in the world has nearly double with 50. Uh, so eat the rich. Yeah. And okay, uh, this is why him. I have doubts that Marco would be anything other than an ANCAP because he like wants this. Like he like the, worships yeah, that dude. Legit for sure. Um, he. Yeah, All I right. was the whole time yeah, thinking, like, eat. I'm like, $9 billion? That's a lot. Um, eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's do a quick calculation. No data available. Okay, let's try April. It won't do May. Mm. Let's try Mar- Let's try March. Mm. So, um... It won't do it because the value is too high. <laughs> it's It will not do anything greater than $10 million, so this is a fucking useless wow. calculator. Money's is um, lots, is the it thing. It is. They decide they have to get into the control room, and Rachel's first suggestion is to set a fire as a distraction. And I love that. As if the distraction they end up on is any better. No, the distraction they end up on is fucking just nuts. It's so so good. When I was reading it, I was like, is this actually happening? Right? It seems like a dream sequence. They create an animal janitorial scene where they all morph and, like, grab mops. And we get one of the funniest jokes in the series so far, I think, which is that two of the programmers are like, are we going crazy or is that a bear mopping? And then his friend is like, we're not crazy. That bear is crazy. The bear is mopping some carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally. um, Yeah, I I feel like there's something about being a programmer that would make you think something like that and then just move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and while they're distracting everyone um, with their weird circus act, I believe it's Axe and Marco go to yeah, Axe and Marco. The information. Yeah. Well, and um, Marco reveals that he's been catfished by a septuagenarian, <laughs> which is horrifying. <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> he was, he's a teenage boy. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not great. Um, and yeah, we find out that. Fighty777 is this billionaire tech guy. Billionaire Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I just want to sidebar and tell you guys that Tobias did call himself a birdie, which was fun. And he I enjoyed, sure did. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> um, so. And we, we get some real, uh, some real Marco is very straightness here pretty soon, where he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I want to be that rich. I don't care. I'd just hang out in the mansion, and I'd have muscles, and I'd have all the female members of the Baywatch cast come and oil me up or whatever. Yep, I noticed that too. I was like, interesting um, specifications there, Marco. (laughs) No one was going to ask, I promise. Yeah, there's plenty of titties in Baywatch. I think they probably would have assumed, but you can never be too sure. No. You gotta, gotta really nail that point home. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so I did. I did some math. Uh, this guy would be worth about thirty-eight point three billion in today's money. Um, I wish I was That's dead. Still <laughs> less than the, like considerably less than the ten tenth richest at fifty <laughs> currently. That's Great. fucking bonkers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well. Um, okay, so. Next. With this information, they want to get back. Jake is scared of Flymorph because he nearly fucking died. 
and sweet baby angel Cassie tries so hard to redirect the group, but and they're right there. She's like, "Hey, maybe we should do a different morph." And almost everyone's like, "Why?" And Rachel literally is like, "Why?" Just because Jake nearly died. What, I Jake, love you, you fucking Rachel. Wimp? Please, I love you, Rachel. You were such a like a dick. She's so mean. And Jake's like, "Nah, I don't care." And Cassie's like, "Well, I can't challenge your masculinity by defending you to your friends." So. So I'm, it's, I think that like, and then there's a very real conversation that Cassie and Jake have. Yeah. And about like the, the length that Jake has to go, feels he has to go to as the leader. It's really interesting. Okay. You know what? (laughs) That was Marco just being like, I was talking about the tits. Uh, (laughs) Um, Normally, the, like, self-sacrificing, I have to be a hero thing bugs me. But in this, I feel like it's, it. I enjoy it. And I don't know if it's just because it's, like, a combination of, like, his self-awareness with the difficulty and the fact that there are actual consequences and the fact that he has somebody, like, actively interrogating him about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come off as, like broody male protagonist it comes off as like somebody who's actually taken on more responsibility than he can probably handle right oh absolutely i mean the thing about Um, how capelgate rates human beings especially teenagers is that um it feels like the real motivations of real humans instead of the motivation of a plot device you know totally yeah and it's very refreshing Mm mm-hmm yeah um and that is when I had one of those other moments where I'm like, I'm so glad to be reading these books again and not watching the show. <laughs> so th- then we get back to, um, they get back with Noah. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get, they get the information. They get the list. They get back home without much, tr- without much trouble and bubble and shit. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, okay, Jake, you're going to do some research on this guy's house. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to do some research on this guy's house. Then his family is like, hey, come have dinner with us. And Jake's like, well... I could take a brief break from being a leader yeah. and stop working about all this stuff all the time. And he, like, he has a very painful dinner with his family because he's, like, he knows that Tom is faking it as much as he is faking it. And there's a line at the end that's where Jake says, The day will come, Yerk, when I will tear you out of his head and destroy you for what you've done to hit my family. Yeah. It's so he hard to be Jake. He says out loud to his family. Like, he's like, <laughs> I like, I like having dinner we should have dinner together more often i hope nothing ever happens to us i hope we'll always be together buddy sweetheart oh my god give the boy a hug someone please for me (laughs) can someone with like can like can we get like an adult like a trustworthy adult in this situation can like can the Animorphs recruit one therapist, you know? Right. <laughs> like, oh my god. My fan fiction where they go to therapy, like group Honestly, therapy. Yes. <laughs> it's like would be really great. Maybe like a school counselor who's like cool, you know? <laughs> anything. anything. Fucking anything. Any adult who they could talk to about any one thing. Also, someone and we find to... out that the chat room kid is nine, which oh, is too much. Yeah, heartbreaking. Gump is nine years old. I yeah. wish I was dead. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm so sad about these children. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh, there's here's a quote. If you don't mind, I'm just gonna read because this was one of the moments where I was like, "This is beautiful." <clears throat> Jake is essentially talking about 
wars and how they fuck everything up and how they're stupid. <laughs> right, right on. Uh, and he says, uh, what's the matter with people that they don't know all that really counts is that people who love each other be able to be together, live in peace, learn, work, tell boring stories and dumb jokes. What do they think they're going to get that's better than that? <sighs> it's just so nice. He's literally like, man, I wish that everybody got along and we could all just hang out with our friends to have a good time. Too bad I got to do war. Bye. Oh. <laughs> I, I love him. And so, then, yeah, we get, we're, like, hit immediately with another ethical dilemma where they have to decide whether they're going to hunt down this kid to stop him from theoretically putting himself in danger or go, like, tackle this billionaire um, who they know is involved in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, they yeah, eventually they go... They eventually do decide on the billionaire, but it is, yeah, it's like it's tough. it's back and forth, and, and, and Cassie's, Cassie's not happy. Pissed. Yeah, oh, Cassie's always pissed, but like for good it's reason. True. But she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's always being like, and this is not like a, a drag on Cassie at all, but she always kind of has to be like the moral compass for the group, you know? Yeah. She's absolutely the heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they're all hearts in different ways, you know? They all center each other in different ways, but Cassie really has to find herself being, like, the... Hey, because she at one point gets in danger in this book as well because she's like, hey, this person's hurting humans. That is not allowed. Um, right. Um, this pretty soon is where Jake nearly dies again for number two. Yep. Because they go... Uh, hold on. I do just want to... Brief aside, I, I googled uh, $24.9 billion just because I was, like, doing some calculations. And when you just Google search $24.9 billion... Well, I guess I'm using DuckDuckGo, but whatever. Um, the, the the third result is George Soros. Net worth $24.9 billion. George Soros is the controller. <laughs> so George <laughs> Yeah, he's been controlling the liberal media, though. <laughs> this biting... It, get more of this biting political commentary from Sarah on Hen- Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Yeah. Uh, it's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. If every like They're just scoping out the place as birds, and Tobias has a good line that made me think he was probably like a gearhead what, back when he was... You know, alive or not alive? <laughs> a human. A human. <laughs> human. Tobias is just like, what do you think is that in the garage? Ferraris, Porsches, Jaguars, Vipers. I think. I think if they hadn't stopped, him, Tobias would have just kept rattling off like cool car names. Oh, his special Aww, interest. I can see that. Oh, I'm having an emotion about Tobias. He's a special boy. He's a special, special boy. Oh. Um. Yeah, Jake <laughs> nearly dies from a dog attack. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, everything breaks really bad because Rachel, like, full tilts into the, um... Into a force field. Into a force field, which, this is a horribly traumatic moment, but the image that is planted in my head from from an outside observer is just a bird flying, going completely limp, and landing in an open window. (laughs) I hate that. That's not funny. (laughs) That makes me really upset. That makes me extra upset. I just like for some in my head it's like a cartoon bird so like the bird is fine it's just like the bird stops flying and just lands luckily very very lucky that Rachel did it up in an open window and not like on a wall right yeah uh, yeah yeah things break real bad real quickly yep. 
Because Rachel gets knocked out by the force field and uh, Axe gets shot by the guards. And uh, Tobias immediately dives to save him. Yep. Just pointing that out for no reason. Oh, <laughs> human boyfriend. You yeah, sure are, Seda. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake nearly fucking dies from a dog attack. Axe gets left behind. Rachel's been captured. Tobias is freaking out over Rachel. And Marco takes this opportunity to be like, hey, Tobias, well, I bet you'd like her to be, be a bird forever. Which is not He's very nice, Marco. He's mad and doesn't know how to express <laughs> his anger. He's in the wrong, but I also... Like, he just doesn't know how to express anger. No, he doesn't know how to express anything. No. And then Jake nearly cries, which is fair, because he's nearly died twice this weekend. Yeah. I got... I, like, had to, like, step away from my computer for a second when, like, Jake was talking... Yeah, Jake was talking about how he was tearing up, and I was like, oh, no, yeah. it is so... You are so... You don't deserve any of this. No. It's awful. It's so stressful. He's, it's just the worst. Um, but this antagonist thing. Yeah. So fucking interesting and cool and good. Yeah. So good. Oh, the third time that Jake nearly dies. So Jake goes to get a rhino to morph mm-hmm. and comes back. And... Oh, he nearly dies four times then. I, w- I wasn't counting. I, I didn't count this one. I have a fourth death, almost death. He, yeah, he um gets shot a bunch as a rhino, but is fine. And then morphs. Oh, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. Okay, well, he gets shot a bunch. And then when he morphs back, um there was a bullet inside of his rhino body. And he says, oh, lucky that when I morphed, it ended up outside of my body. Because otherwise I would just have this bullet in my body. Like, he's explicit that, like, the bullet wouldn't have like necessarily not been inside of his body when he morphs back so <laughs> you know so then there's then there's five then because there's the part where he's like at gunpoint as a tiger yeah um jesus we get another great npc moment though when they're talking to guards um and yeah the, 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 t- jake is as a tiger thought speaking to them and they're basically like i'm not paid enough to be talking to animals right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> What a mood. Um, oh, yeah, but now we get this antagonist reveal. I, I got so hyped, I, like, threw he my does, he, does, he does call Jake Mr. Tiger, which is very good. He sure does. Um, so the antagonist. Let's talk about Mr. Joe Bob Fenister. Mm-hmm. The defenestrator. Fen- mm-hmm. So he is, he is a controller. They were, like, on the fence about it for a while, but he is. Um, he is the uh, twin bro- just brother. I don't know if Yerks have gender. Um, they see, I think that he does say brother at one point. I think um, they just absorb the gender of the body they're in. I w- yeah, it, yeah, I've been, I think a lot about this. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's also a moment where... Um, Jake uses a gendered pronoun to refer to Cassie, and it made me think about, like, what if that had been, like, the way that they revealed they were human, is that they have a concept of gender. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes me laugh. But it, that's not how it works, because <laughs> it was 1998, and that's not this kind of book. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a controller, but he is a partner. Like, the Yerks, like, yeah, no, I decided, like, me and this dude have been working together to, and I brought him up from being like a programmer to 
owning a billion dollar company and we're partners and he gives a great villain monologue which I'm always so excited yes. about and he reveals that he knows how to make Kendrona raise into food so even though he's been excommunicated from the Yerks he can still survive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by killing other Yerks yeah I did and Cassie's like, how do you harvest them? And he like goes completely dead, and he's like, how do you think I do it? Yeah. <laughs> I would just wanted to say Kendrona Ray more like uh, Kendrachel Ray. Hmm? So, uh, Sorry? Kendrachel Ray? Because uh, of oh! food. So it's like Kendrona Ray, but it's like Rachel Ray. <laughs> because of the food. Uh-huh. Uh, Explain it to me one more time. <laughs> Um, you know, so you know Rachel Ray, how she makes food? Uh-huh. Um, it's like that, but also Kendrona Ray. Sure. Kendrachel Kend- Okay, yeah, I think I understand. Cool. Thanks. Great, great work. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. He's so, a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, very dark. <laughs> yeah. And his hosts and the year the, the hosts of the Yerks that he's eating are dying too, obviously. Yeah, and this is where Cassie nearly dies because she's he's like, "How do you think I do it?" And she's like, "Well, fuck you," and leaps at him, and then Jake tackles her because he's got a gun pointed at her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that this is kind of an interesting unsolvable ca- uh, serial killer because it's like, oh, people, so th- ten people a month are dying from this. I think that he says. About that, yeah. Um, Every three days. So. Which is and an like, insane body count for any serial killer. Huge. Like, absolutely off the chain. And, like, they have no connection to each other, most likely, because controllers can essentially be anyone. Mm-hmm. So is this town just, like, casually dealing with the, their absurdly high death rate? <laughs> like, this isn't just the town. Yeah, it has to be, like, all... He, 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 oh, he grabs it, he grabs it off of the chat room that he owns. Right, He's just right. like, okay, I can tell who is who here. I am going to go take them. And, like, these people are... If they're on a Yerk form, they are conspiracy theories, with the exception of Gump, most likely. With the exception of Gump. Mm-hmm. They are most likely, like, conspiracy theory, real tinfoil hat types, like... Very, very secure, deleting the browser history after every session, like, no, no cookies enabled, no nothing, like, very reclusive. So, I think he's just got, like, a bottomless supply of bodies here. I'm just, like, I... thinking about this, like, from, like, a serial killers we know, or who have confessed to, like, gigantic body counts like this, like, are, like, a fraction of this, and most of them are fake, just, like, lied yeah. about, and it's so like just like, but this is real. The concept of the tech billionaire with unfettered access to people's personal information using it to be a serial killer seems too on the nose for 2018. <laughs> you know? It is making me lose my mind. This is insane. Yeah. Like wh- like what what do you how do you even like. How, how would even, so, like, if this guy ever got caught, how would the public even deal with that, right? I don't even, it's, because it's, because it not only would it just be, because usually they're just, like, some guy, you know, just, like, some dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is someone who's, like, got notoriety. Like, what if Elon, now I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, <laughs> like, like, arrested for slander or whatever. Elon Musk is a controller, and he put a yerk in Grimes' head. No, help, no, listen to me. 
<laughs> okay. If it, this would be like finding out that like Jeff fucking Bezos has like a body count of like ten billion, and we're not even just we're talking like hands-on body count, you know? Have you yeah. seen that guy? He absolutely does. <laughs> I'm just kind of it's insane. I get, I get what you mean. Though. It's absolutely insane. Okay, so so Rachel and Axe are saved, and they don't they just kind of leave. Yeah. And Jake offers a, a parting threat of, as long as this house is still up, as long as you remain in this house, we will not attack you. But if we encounter you outside of this house, it is like... like we, yeah. There's like, we get one more really intense Cassie and Jake discussion where they're basically like talking about the relative value of human life and like the burden of killing someone to save other people. Mm-hmm. Um... Which neither of them really super wants to do. It's like they're they're like passive death versus active death, and mm-hmm. like the the how you deal with having to do that. Um, these kids. <laughs> War is fun, isn't it? War is cool. Oh, and and <sighs> Rachel's like, oh, did I miss a fight? Damn it, the house is so burnt. Fine, that's so sad. I missed a fight. Well, fuck it. Did he turn out to be a good guy or a bad guy? And Jake's like. I don't even know which one of those I am. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Yo, what the hell? <sighs> but everyone's but everyone's fine at the end of the day. Fine, and Cassie, <laughs> fine physically. Yeah. <laughs> and Ca- Ca- Cassie tracks down Gump at the playground and turns into a wolf and like tries. She tries to like be like, "Ooh, I'm a magical wolf." And Gump is like, "No, no, you're not. What? 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 He's like, what is fine, this?" I'm listening, but I know you're not magic. <laughs> Which I love this weird I little want, kid. I want a companion book for Gump. Oh my god! Just he's just at the perfect age where he'd be like, "A wolf is talking to me. That makes sense." But I know it's not magic. Right. <laughs> exactly. And Cassie's just like he. She basically tells him. Don't, don't trust your dad. Don't trust your dad. And it's so... Oh Imagine hearing that. This is, like, especially poignant coming right after the scene where Jake sort of, like, is tr- having a quiet moment to himself and his mom comes out and is, like, being very gentle and tender with him about, like, I know it's hard to be a teenager. Um, and so we get this contrast of, like, him not being able to trust his mom, but her being very much there for him and mm-hmm. loving him very deeply versus this kid now being told, like, you cannot trust your parent and also they probably aren't there for you. Oh, um, yeah, it's brutal. It's a lot. It's really brutal. And there's a great uh, Jake line that says, the stars came out and I hated them because it's where all my problems came from. <laughs> and it's like, bud. Jake. So the last thing in the book is that um, uh, Joe Bob Joe Bimbo's whatever his name is Jeff Bezos. his house burns down. Yeah. Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos' house burns down. Yeah. And the suspect and list is crazy. Jake's like the suspect we list don't know is... who did it. Could have been Visser Three. Could have been me. Could have been Cassie. Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> it's like oh no, <laughs> that, that's a really weird combination of people that have a suspect for a crime. Mm-hmm. This book was hard. It was. So I good, think, though. It's just like Jake, Jake completely losing his entire confidence in, his, in himself. Yeah, and like things are not resolved at the end, which like I... Like, he, like one, of the, one of his last lines in the book is, is like in the, in the, in the like, you know, the, the declining act, not even the declining act, just like after everything, 
he goes over to the, the Cassie's farm and he says it, it was nice. To, he, I helped her put a splint on a deer with a broken leg. It was nice because, you know, it was just a good thing to do. No second guessing. No doubts. This is not resolved. No, he even says not everything can be settled. Not everything can be smoothed over. <sighs> and it's yeah. like in universe, I hate this and it sucks. And I'm so upset. Someone protect these kids out of universe. I'm like, that's the shit I do. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. It was like, Fucking what an incredible book to come back on, you know? It does. It does yeah. also. It does also end with. Uh, the, here's the. Um, <laughs> yes, let me read the last paragraph. The six of us shoveled dirty hay, and Marco made dumb jokes, and Axe tried to eat a cow pie, and Ra- Rachel <laughs> moaned about Cassie's pathetic taste in closing, and we were us again, for now. Axe is gonna like, get a tapeworm. Being normal, just regular teens. Also, one of our friends tries to eat poop. <laughs> Axe is gonna get a tapeworm. Like. <laughs> Yep. And they're just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Ax- okay. Axe gets a tapeworm, and they have to, like, s- sneak him antibiotics or something. How do you even get rid of a tapeworm? Um, but they don't know if it's going to, like, be- have negative effects on his, like, biology. Never mind. We can't talk about this. Um, what, if he abs- what, if he- what if he acquires the tapeworm? <laughs> Interesting. I don't yeah. like that. I- no, I like <laughs> this. <right? laughs> Oh my god, okay. Y'all want to get into questions? Uh, do we have questions? We have questions. Alright, cool. let's get into questions. Alright, first question from friend of the show, Anne, who says... Well, here, the the tweet that I put out was, This week, the Animorphs take on their most powerful nemesis yet. Online. Ask us about online chat rooms, species traders, and what it truly means to be a leader. And friend of the show, Anne, asks, Hey, Sarah, how does it be, feel to be a species trader, you fucking furry, you tiger trash? <laughs> I uh, gotta be honest, feels great. Uh, wow. Uh, we got more questions. Um, I hate this question. Okay. From at Odd Days George, who asks, speaking of being online, which Animorphs would know what an incel is? Okay. Interesting. Same with Tanky. I feel like... Marco knows all of this, and by extension, so does Jake, and he just, like, then, Marco is not, Marco is neither of these, he's just, like, occasionally Marco comes to him, and he's like, you would not fucking believe what happened online today. <laughs> I feel like Rachel would, once she got into college and became, yes. like, super, she took, she takes one gender studies 101 course and, like, kind of goes a little hog wild for a minute there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely would, and it would make me so happy. Oh Give God. me like over intense <laughs> first year of college feminist Rachel. Um, um, yeah. Tobias definitely uses tanky as an insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Question from question from at Pidmon. Um, who commits the homelessness arson on the rich prick at the end of the bro- um, at the end of the book? And why haven't they gone on raids against every little capitalist yet? Who do you think did it? I'm- um. I've been thinking about this. I really think that it has to be Jake because I don't, I mean, I don't know. It could make sense as either Jake or Cassie, but. What I worry about is I don't know if teenagers have the means to, to, to commit major arson. I mean, even anamorphin teenagers to commit major arson. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Like, if a, if a monkey, like, <laughs> if a monkey just, like, walked into your store and, like, picked up a gas, if, like, a big gorilla walked into your store and picked up a gas can, you going to be the one to tell him no? 
I know, but you probably call the cops. Sure, but like also like like where would they like did they like put the lighter on like a necklace around their neck and like bring it in or like they just hoped that there would probably be matches nearby? Yeah, I think I honestly I'm not think sure. Visser Three is probably the most likely. Yeah, probably. I think not to say that Jake or Cassie don't have motivations for it, but I think they just don't have the means. Means for and it. motivation. Yeah, mm. means is the other big question. Um, the reason they haven't gone and gotten raids against any other capitals yet is because they are busy. Yeah, <laughs> they'll get there. <laughs> um, is Rachel into MMA? Also from at Pidmon. Um, probably. Or I want her Not to be. Not yet. I, I think she, I don't think she'd be into MMA until like, like second year college. Maybe. I want I want her to be into it though. I fuck with that. She's gymnastic, so yeah. I feel like the body coordination tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I just really think she would lean into the like cheerleading and <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe eventually be like, I'm really strong. I could do anything with this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other than beat up villains. Mm-hmm. I can beat up my friends. <laughs> beat up I can beat up my friends for fun. <laughs> Yay. I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh my god. She, I mean, she's, like, every time they describe her, I'm like, you are the most beautiful high femme lesbian I've ever seen. I know, it's amazing. And I love, like, her, we get a couple great, her friendship with Marco just makes me so happy, and it's even commented on when Jake's like, I don't know if they actually hate each other, or (laughs) if they just like pretending that they hate each other, or what, but almost every single time one of them enters a scene that the other one is in, they, like, snipe at each other, and, like grin like just shit eating grin <laughs> it's solidarity so it truly is solidarity <laughs> <laughs> all right that's about gonna wrap up this episode of the wonder yorks uh folks folks where can you be found oh because you... i can be found online at chie shadonaka or chie satanaka stop nope that's not my twitter okay. anymore at gayest lulu or chie satanaka.tumblr.com i will stop making that mistake eventually you can also check out our sister podcast, Fear Baiting, where Blair and I look at horror movies, and it's a great time. You can also uh, if you can also check us out on Twitter at the Wonder Yorks or the one. Wait, do we have a Tumblr? No, the Wonder Yorks at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, Patreon.com/slash Fear Baiting is supports both this and Fear Baiting. And we will also read your name on the show if you support us every time. I'm going to do that right now as soon as it loads because it's taking its sweet fucking time to do so. Give me just a quick second here. And thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Sophie, Alec, Paul Bechtel, and Twitter user Sophie Altergeist. Thank you very much for your support. We love you. For just a dollar a month, you get access to the episodes early and uh, polls for for fear baiting. And sometimes we do other things. Um, if you want to find me online, it's real easy. You can just, uh, I'm on Twitter at Blair Kitch or Tumblr, BlairKitch.tumblr.com. That's B-L-A-I-R-K-I-T-S-C-H. Um, I'm there everywhere on any, everywhere, everywhere. So that's there. Seda? Yeah. (coughs) Oh no, sorry. (laughs) I tried to speak the name Twitter and my throat rebelled against me. It said, no, do not. Do not speak of the website. Do not speak um, it into existence. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at nudity with an E instead of a Y. You can find my new podcast where I solve tiny, petty problems with the power of music at Musical Mole. Um, we're on iTunes now. And you can find my music that is more serious.
serious at gaygothvibes.online. Nah. Yes. So that was all the normal pronunciation that I normally do. <laughs> These are how people talk. We're humans. This is how people talk. Uh, this is why Axe is so relatable to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Wonder Yorks. I'm not sure if we're going to do, if we're going to go back to every other week or just weekly. I'm really not sure. We'll we'll let you know. We'll post on the Twitter or something once we've made up our mind. Mm-hmm. But until next time, whenever that is, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. I'm Seda. And remember, three, two, one. Keep your Keep hand, your hand, hand on, the on the escapable device. device. We did a really good job, guys. I'm really proud of us. Woo! Woo!